Yeah. Welcome to All Things Fresh, the podcast. I'm your host, Alvin Locks. Let's get it started. Welcome back, Fresh Fam, to episode seven of the podcast. I am thrilled to share with you the story of my next guest. She goes by the name of Christine Gamma Han, formerly known as Christine Gamma. Her story was filled with inspiration. It was filled with passion. She was very candid. One of the things that we say during the episode is it felt like a therapy session for her and for me, to be quite honest. I learned so much about her. I was able to take away a few things that I want to apply to life going forward. And really, that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast. This episode really highlights why I wanted to bring this platform to life. And I'm hoping you guys take away one or two great things from this story, whether it's just learning something about Christine or really learning what it was like for her to struggle from where she started to where she is now. And perhaps that could be something that you take with you into your life after you listen to this story. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I thank you for joining us, for taking a listen. For those of you that are returning, again, I always appreciate you. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, especially if you like this episode, please hit the follow button if you're listening on Spotify. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Let's not take a second longer and let's just jump right into the show. Thank you, by the way. I really appreciate you doing this. It's it's a big deal. You are my first female uh, guest to oh, join the podcast. Awesome. Well, so I feel to, honored. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So <laughs> I know you have, you're at work, clearly. Um, I am. So, <laughs> so I, I don't want to delay. I, I want to jump right into it. Um, yeah. Thanks again for your time. For For the people that don't, know you if you don't mind just giving us a little intro to who you are and what it is you do and other things you like to do outside of work yeah so my name is christine it's so weird saying my last name because i i got married two years ago but i feel like christine gamma is like my name right but congrats um, by the way thank you so much oh my gosh crazy so uh, my new name is christine han uh formerly christine gamma and um Right now, I am a business a business owner for a lash salon here in San Diego, California. Uh, recently, a retired hairstylist of ten years, and a new mom. Congrats <laughs> and, on that too, Bradley! Right, <laughs> Bradley. He's so cute. He's chunky, chunky boy. Uh, I, and I also, love his roles. I know he's you know he's eating so much, um, but also a new wife. Um, you know, I've, I've gone, I feel like when someone asks me like, oh, what do you do? It's like, I feel like I'm like, the list goes on, right? Um, but yeah, so I'm enjoying um, being a business owner right now, as well as a new mom. And that's currently my focus right now. Um, so it's, it's been fun, crazy road. Um, and I know Alvin through my sister. So I have a huge family, uh, very family oriented, um, but just trying to Keep on the grind, I guess, especially after this whole COVID thing. Exactly. Not after, but yep. And, and that's one of the reasons why I gravitated towards asking you is because yeah. I, I feel like you're fairly new into your business. I mean, totally. it hasn't been like five or 10 years. Nope. You just got married. You just had a kid. Yeah. COVID happened. And so that... That makes your story intriguing to me because I'm sure behind the scenes of all that, it's not as glamorous as people might think. So those yeah. are the type of things I'd like to know more about. But yeah. we can back it up. Yeah. Uh, I, I like where you started. You, you said retired uh, hair stylist or colorist of 10 years. Yep. Could you talk to us about yeah. what your experience and what those years were like with you prior to the the lash bar days? Oh, totally. So when I was uh, in high school, I, I honestly did not know what I wanted to pursue, you know, growing up, people are like, I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be a teacher until my senior year. I, I still did not know what I wanted to do, um, but I knew I wanted to work with people. So the way I got into doing hair is I was working front desk at a salon, hair salon, San Diego, uh, Gila Root. I started when I was 19 at front desk. And from there, I just kind of was intrigued by the art 
and creativeness as a hairdresser. Um, I was going to San Diego State, and one day I went to my parents and said, uh, I'm going to drop out of college and go to beauty school. <laughs> now, and how imagine, did that go? Uh, uh, well, if you can imagine Filipino parents that, you know, have expectations, um, I mean, given so, you know, so I, you know, it didn't go well, but, you know, they soon realized that that was a passion of mine. So went to beauty school, stopped um, going to San Diego State, and after two years or a year and a half of school, jumped right in being a, a you know, junior colorist at Gila Root Salon um, and was there for 10 years. Uh, wow. The last four years of being there, I became a master colorist. Um, and the last three years, I was a master, a color educator. So wow. I taught um, for three years. Um, and, you know, I, I attest a lot of my success so far to Gila Root, to the company I was with. That's um, awesome. Because they taught me so much, not only creatively, but the business aspect. So at one point, I was a front desk um, handling a lot of the business side. And then the next part, I was a stylist. So I understood the business side. So when I was a hairstylist, I not only was creatively doing it, but I understood what I needed to do to pre-book that client, to retain my numbers, to sell product um, and the importance of that. So um, from there, I, you know, I loved it. I was there for 11 years. So wow. I, I, I was very comfortable. And I say that, be, I say comfortable because what I believe is if you're comfortable, then you're not growing. I love it. And I want to pause there for a yeah. second because so one thing that you, you may or may not know about me and, and actually credit to your sister for this because she did help back, back, back in the day is I got into the banking industry mm -hmm. and I went from teller up towards management yep. and I was there for about 10 years. So when you tell me that you had this 10, 11 year run yeah. and you talk about the credit that you give to Gila Root, mm -hmm. I feel like the knowledge, the experience they give you while you are getting paid, it's priceless when you absorb the business practices, the ins and outs, the do's, the don'ts. Totally. Could you touch up a little bit more on, on how you kind of evolved in those first two to three years? Because mm -hmm. it sounds like your passion and interest just grew Yes. until you became comfortable. But I want right. to know about what that ramp up yes. was from zero to 10. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the beginning, when you're just starting off in a company and you're starting off as a junior, you're looking, you're looking to the people that are up there, right? So when I came in and I was a junior stylist, I already had that vision that that master spot, that senior spot, I want to be there. So it's not only just that I feel like, and I you know, try to say this humbly, it's not just a testament of the company, but I feel like I had that spark of growth. I wanted that, right? You were hungry. I was hungry for it. And that competitive side of me is like, I want to take that spot. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I want to challenge myself to know I can get there. And I, and I, because I believed I could, then it wasn't even a question. It was just a matter of time. It was a yeah. matter of training. It was a yeah. matter of those, you know, clocked out hours. It was a matter mm. of research. It's, it was not just a matter of me, you know, clocking in and getting money. It's now how am I going to grow as a person, right? So, yeah. And so to also answer your, answer your question is this company, Gila Root, gave me that space to grow. Now, when a company gives you that space and allows you to grow, and maybe you might veer off into doing something else, mm. we'll kind of allow that and just kind of question, okay, what, why did you do this? Why do you think we should do this? You know, there were times when I um, finally wanted to become an educator for a color educator for the company. Yeah. There were things that I went through as a student in the company going through the training process that I didn't really feel that it helped me with. I, I was kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll do this, but I don't really see how I'm going to learn from it. Correct. And so I think it started off where I wanted change for the next generation. Now, whether it be I can tell someone, our educator, to do that, or maybe I could do that. So I, I, I uh, introduced that to the company and I just like, you know, I have ideas of how we can grow as a company. Wow. And so they were the ones who were like, wow, okay, um, let's do it. You know, so they offered me that. And it's kind of funny and ironic because the time that I, they, uh, 
gave me this position, asked me to be in a position as a color educator, I was yep. actually planning to go back to school. Oh, really? Why? Um, again, the whole, um, it's okay. Yeah, I could show you. I'll do it. I'll go. Over there. Yeah, it's okay. Um, sorry about that. No, you're good. I, 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 that that makes this even better. It makes it feels real because you're, you're you're working right now. You know, I you know I tell the I tell the girls all the time. I'm like, you know what? Call me, text me if you need me. I'm here because it doesn't matter. I I chose that space, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and it just betters everyone in our relationship. But um, now I forgot my train of thought. What I was you saying. you wanted to go back to school? I said why? Oh oh, oh yes. So it kind of goes back to the whole comfortable feeling, right? I was, a, I was a, you know, I wasn't a master colorist yet, but I was a senior colorist. And really, really quick, for, how many years in were you by the time you decided, I think I want to go back to school? I was, I was five years in. Okay, halfway point. Halfway point. It was halfway okay. point. Keep, keep going. Yeah, I was halfway point. Um, and I decided I wanted to challenge myself in another direction. But, I, but hair was my passion people was my passion, but I still was like wanting that itch. Like I feel oh. like, and I've just discovered this about myself is that I don't think I'll ever be completely happy if I'm not growing, like if I'm not yeah. challenging myself. Yeah. And it's sometimes it concerns me because will I ever be happy? Will I ever get to that point? And Maybe when you're like, old and wrinkly you know because that's usually when that fire starts to die down that's but, true. but 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 i mean some of the people who are leading the different spaces of the industry are mm -hmm. still pushing that's at true. 70 80 years old so i think that's going to depend on how how long that fire keeps burning that's in so my true. opinion yeah yeah i mean i think uh yeah when i was i wanted to but here's the thing is that you know so they offered me this position um and i was in a total point of like, okay, do I go back to school? Do I, you know, take this position as an educator? And because I was so um, sparked and intrigued by influencing the younger, the newer stylist, yeah, yeah. I took that educator position. Wow. Uh, and I'm so happy that I did because I believe that you truly won't learn 100% of something if you don't reteach it. I love it. Because if you have to reteach it, you have to know the don't the do's and the don'ts and what if this like you have to be prepared with students asking you questions and, that you're like what and not and not only that th there's there's the voice in your head when you're doing it for yourself and there's having to verbalize that voice yes in, in a way that different people can follow and mm -hmm. also adjusting to different learning styles yes and that truly challenges the it's, mind yes. you know what i mean it's funny you brought that up because when I do get asked as an educator, how do you teach this? It's like, I go back to the learning styles. There's, there's five different ways of learning. Wow. And when you're teaching a course, you have to think, okay, this person is a visual learner. What's my visual? This person is an emotional connection learner. What's my, you know, this person is a facts. What's my facts? So when I, you know, held classes, I made sure I had all those PowerPoint going. I had statistics shown. I had yep. like the reasons why, like if you're passionate about something, so you have to appeal to all the different learning different learning weight you know skills so yeah i i love that this part came into the story because the whole teaching educating part that i, I feel like we're going to touch upon this throughout the rest of this podcast but yeah. i don't want to get stuck here for yeah, too yeah, long yeah, yeah. i, I want to see so you know what what different light bulbs turn mm -hmm. on and off what kind of switch did you have to make how, how did that transition go for you and then kind of walk us through the next three to five years from yeah. there so um, as far as after being a, uh, an educator, I, you know, I loved it and I write it. I, you know, I did it for two and a half, three years. And um, the reason of my switch, honestly, is um, so when you're a hairstylist, um, you are juggling. You can juggle three to five clients at a time. Right. True um, multitasker. It's so hardcore. And it's so true what they say that you're not just a hairstylist, you're a therapist, mm. you're a psychologist, mm. you're trying to hear all these, you know, you're trying to juggle the emotional when they're, you know, every hairstylist has secrets that all you, you, you trust a person, you know? So, um, I had, you know, I had a great clientele, um, so many people. And, and I say this because I'm very grateful. Um, 
I have, I worked up to, you know, juggling three, five guests a day, 10 clients a day. Um, so when I decided to make this switch, I was thinking about what is my future, my near future, two years, three years. And I knew I want, I was going to get married. Um, uh, I knew I wanted kids. And I knew that... Were you already in that relationship uh, was, with, your, with your husband now? Yes, I was That's in my awesome. relationship um, prior. Uh, when I was a hairstylist, I was in this relationship. So uh, I got engaged. Um, and so I was still, you know, being a hair, doing, doing hair. And so, like I said, um, I was thinking what my near future was. And I knew that I wanted kids, right? And so when I paint that picture of my future, my personal life, um, I had to think not only just for myself, I also had to think for my future family. Right. So my current hours when I, when all these thoughts were going through my head is I was, I was working full time and I was juggling, uh, 10 clients a day with no lunch. Cause that was my choice. Jeez. Uh, but I didn't complain. I loved it. You know, I'm on my feet all day. Um, and and of course, not by myself. I had some help. I had assistance, things like that. Yeah. But I just, it was just getting so much for me. Like it was getting mm. draining because it's not only physically um, a lot on your body, it's very emotionally and taxing. mentally taxing. Yeah. And it, I, I always hesitate to say that part because again, I'm very grateful and I loved to, to connect with people. Right. But it does get a little bit draining after a while. And so I was just thinking, I was like, this is going to be a lot for me, you know? And so I, you know, I had to question, you know, what other avenues I could do. And of course, Gilaru, they are the best. They were like, well, you know, we'll cut down your hours. We'll cut down your days, whatever you need. They tried to accommodate. Oh my gosh. I, again, I attest so much to them. They're still my family till this day. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that was even enough for me. Like, I feel like I... That small part of if you're comfortable, you're not growing was like in my head, right? And yeah. I was like, I've yeah. been here for 10 years. This is actually my first real job. Yeah. Is this going to be my lifelong job when it was yeah. my first job? Like, how much am I going to grow? And can I, can I open up my own salon? Can yeah. I, you know, all these questions started rolling in. Yep. And um, uh, my husband was, was the one that really encouraged me to take that leap. You know, he's wow. really the one that's like, you can do this. You can do, he threw it at me. He was like, let's start your own salon and we could do this. And you know, you're so good. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not that like authoritative, like person, like leader go. I'm always, I've always kind of been like chill in the background, do my own thing, you know, allow people to, you know, I was just always waiting and just kind of doing my own thing. Mm. But the fact that he pushed me gave me this whole outlook, like, Oh, if my husband believes in me, Yep. then why not? And my family has always told, you should do your own thing. And I'm like, no, I love it here, this and that. So the idea came around, my husband's friend is actually the founder of Lash Bar. Okay. Yeah. So here, really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a list. Yeah, I, please. I do, my, I do my best to to research and plan for these conversations. It's just oh, in, terms awesome. of, in terms of talking points, like you said. I just yeah, want to make I sure that. I cover what I'm interested in hearing. Yes. So I, I will tell you that family and, excuse me. No, no, I will tell you that family, marriage, slash your business partner is part of that. But I, I don't want to get there yet because yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the story is building up towards it, which I yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to backtrack just a little bit. And you were talking mm -hmm. about how it was emotionally taxing yeah. and, and draining on you. So mm -hmm. not to make this about myself, but no, towards no, the end right. of my run with the banking industry, yeah. I started to feel the same way. And actually, I started to rebel towards the system and push back and actually start to check out. And so I want to use a word and I want to know if it um, applies to you as well. But do you think that was a form of burnout for yes. you? Yes. Could you elaborate a little bit more? Like yes. now that we're using the word burnout, yep. how can you elaborate on, on, on so how that was burnout for you? When I would say burnout, I, I want to say in a way where um, I felt humbled enough for the company and people to lean on me. Right. So I'm like, wow, they come to me um, for, you know, advice or, you know, expert, my expertise on certain things. Yep. And at first I was like, this is great. Like, I love that they're coming to me. I love that I could help. I'm such a people pleaser. 
I'm in the service industry. And I'm like, great. Yeah. So I'm like trucking around, trucking along, like, great, this is good. Like they're coming to me and I can help them. So it's like, it feels good. Right. Because right. both ends are, are, um, are, you know, getting great, good things out of it. Mm. And so it gets to the point where if I give a little and I'm like, sure, I'm there. I'm there. If you need me, I'll do it. Stay later. Great. Help this the student out great and it just becomes it dwindles it dwindles and it gets to the point where you're at your breaking point you were stretched thin stretched so thin and i have a hard time until this day saying no and it's because i love to um help people and i love to um you know share share what i've gone through and share my you know my experience on certain things and my knowledge but it just gets to the point once you give a little and they are just, oh, she's so easy. She said she'll say yes because I always, says, I always say yes, right? Yeah. And so it just gets to the point where one person knows that and then that person tells the other person, oh, ask Christine. And then that person, you know, so it just gets to the point where it was just depleting and depleting and depleting that at the end of the day, and, and, and this is some personal stuff, but I, I would go home and I would literally cry to my husband and say, I can't talk. Like, I literally can't talk to you. Right because I have nothing in me and and it it would get to the point where he's like, you know, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just exhausted. I've, I've had 20,000 different conversations. People have asked me a million times, like how my wedding planning, you know, and it gets, and I say it because I'm very grateful, but it's the truth, you know? And I think if I slowed down a bit and gave me some me time and forced myself for that, then I feel like it would be a different story and i'm i love that you said everything that Mm -hmm. you just said because one of the things that stands out in that moment is you you said you know this is a personal thing i came home i was crying the last thing i wanted to do was have a conversation it makes me think of people like uh, surgeons Um, it might be a bad time to use this word but even police officers when these high stress Mm -hmm. um high risk in sometimes in, mm-hmm. in some situations jobs when they come home i've learned that these folks they have they do or they don't have some type of decompression yeah. routine in place right. you know what i mean but it right. seems it seems like you were struggling at that point mm-hmm. but I, I think and I've, I've seen this common theme in a lot of my other guests is mm-hmm. there, there comes a point where you're pursuing something or trying to elevate to the next level where you reach that struggle yeah and it's it starts to you know for lack of a better word it starts to feel and look ugly yeah and, and, and the beauty totally. around around the dream the beauty around the passion starts to get tarnished mm-hmm. could you could you yes. share your thoughts on on how that felt and what that meant to you yeah and i'm 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 glad you you brought that up because because of my burnout i started to feel my work being very robotic and me showing up being very robotic and it was it was now a place for me to one, you know, make money and right. to just get the job done and clock out. And that was my point of knowing it's time. Because your relationship had completely changed with it. Totally. It, it, I, I actually remember a point where um, I looked at my day, you know, you come in, you look at your day, how many clients? And I looked at my day and I had 10 clients and I was like, how am I going to do this? And all I thought was just look at their formulas, mix the same formula and just apply it. Now that was a point where I was like, wow. whoa, like for me to not even creatively be pushed scared me right? because now I'm not only, I'm not only tainting my passion, mm. but I'm tainting and I'm risking the experience of others. Of others. Yeah. It's huge. And that is where the light bulb went off is if I'm affecting others, in not just a not an I don't want to say negative way, but if I'm not exceeding and trying to do better for my guests, and I'm just yep. trying to skim the surface, yep, that's not right. That your passion is gone; it's out the door. And so Beautiful. that's when I was like, no, when it's affecting others and they're coming to me for something, and I'm giving them the bare minimum, that's mm. that's unacceptable. Okay, so I, I don't want to stay in the depressed <laughs> yeah, burnout right? phase. It, it, it gets. I just like spending a moment there because I like yeah. people to see and feel like th- these are the, 
the the friction points that that totally. matter because of what we're going to explore next. So yeah. you're at burnout, the light bulbs yep. are going off, you realize mm -hmm. that something needs to change. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you recover from the burnout. What are some things you start doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. What are the conversations like with your husband slash future business partner? Mm -hmm. What's going on for Christine in these yeah. moments outside of work to get you to the next point? So I actually, um, I when I expressed this to my husband, he started seeing all this. Now his his mind was starting to roll of ideas of what I could do. In the meantime, I um, I cut back my days. So I asked for weekends off, which if anyone knows in the hair industry, you do not have weekends off. Okay. That's where the money's at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I had weekends off. I'm very grateful for them always working with me and being flexible. So I actually worked uh, Monday through Thursday and Mondays being my educating days. So really okay. I was only on the floor Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, three days a week. Yep. Three days a week. And so at that point, um, everything was good. I was very happy. Um, it, you know, things were getting a little bit better and I wasn't um, working so much. Um, but I still had had like that inch to, you know, challenge myself. There was a void. There was a, yeah, there was a void. And I think it's because my husband kept putting in my head, you could do this, you could start this. And I'm like, could I, could I really, you know? Um, at, at any point yeah. where you're like, dude, shut up, like stop, stop pushing me in that direction. Or were you pretty receptive to it and, and understood pretty, that it came from a good place? Right. I was pretty receptive to it because I understood it did come from, from a good place. And he would have examples. He would have yeah. like, okay, well, you know, he would throw things at me. I'm like, well, you, you know, you came up with this idea and you're thinking about this and, you know, you could talk, you know, who this person is, you know? So I was like, okay, he made it easy for me to visually see it. And I'm such wow. a visual person. Mm. Uh, and he did so well with like painting that picture of how successful I could be when I did, I couldn't even see it. Um, so that's a true life partner right there. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. I could cry right now because he's so amazing. <laughs> and, and, and actually, this is where I'd like to spend a moment there. So could, mm -hmm. could you tell us about how trying to juggle your professional slash, you know, business life and grow mm -hmm. and develop um, a marriage, a, mm -hmm. a lifelong relationship? How, how did these yes. fit with one another? Um, mm -hmm. You know, what were the what's what's the days with him like versus the day, days right. at work at this yep. time in, in your guys's life? Yeah. Uh, so at this time, we so he is my uh, co-owner. So we are partners in running Lash Bar downtown San Diego together. And uh, he is so like I said before, his friend is the founder of Lash Bar. So um, he, you know, Chris was the one who kind of put it in, you know, put in my head an idea of, you know, maybe, you know, one day you can have your own spot and you could still do hair and you could do lashes and this and that. And, um, and so he's the one who kind of started this all. Um, and so currently, um, he is still working. So he's still working. He is a, um, he's an engineer, um, software engineer for general atomics. Nice. And so he's working full time, um, working from home now. Yeah. Um, but the way that we can handle going through all this has been a challenge because we do have a child. Yeah. Um, and so when you have so many things that you're juggling on your plate, it gets hard to just make time for me and him, me and Chris. Um, luckily Bradley is in daycare right now. Okay. And so, um, I have taken the time off my books every other Friday cause he has every other Friday off. So we make sure that one day a week we have time for just me and him. That's good. Um, yeah, it's really good. I, I do believe that balance is everything. Um, and I think that when you have a good balance, at least strive to have that balance, you can really fulfill all of the things that you really want in life. So, I love it. Yeah. So how long was Lash Bar operating before COVID mm -hmm. really took its effect on yep. the economy? So we started um, Jan uh, February 2019. So barely a year. Barely a year. Okay. Yep. Can you talk to us? Because I, I want to do that pre-COVID versus now comparison. Oh, yeah. yeah. So can you tell us how that year? Mm -hmm. So the year, you, I mean. You launched, yep. you opened your doors. <laughs> we launched, we opened our doors um, 2018. It was amazing. It was great. Um, you know, first year as a business owner, I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out 
trial and error how to run a successful business, right? Um, so of course, until now, we still have things that we're working on and what we can better at. Um, but for the most part, we did really well. Um, we have a great team, so great, um, stayed busy. I'm still trying to learn different marketing ways. Um, mm. Lash Bar is a franchise, so all, I'm very grateful that all of us owners come together and we, you know, uh, we bounce off ideas with each other and try to see how we can better our brand. It's a collective um, because of the franchise. It's a collective. Yeah, I'm so I, grateful. I did, I did my creeping, so I went yeah, to yeah. lashbar.com and <laughs> I see that there's um, like five or six, six locations? There is six locations. Six locations. Yes. You're, mm-hmm. you're not the newest one anymore. Though. We're not the newest one anymore. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. So, Solana Beaches. Solana Beaches. You're good. Okay. So I try. <laughs> Thanks to the internet. So yeah. one of my questions about getting started about especially when it came to choosing a franchise i, I think yeah. what helped make a decision was your husband's friend correct who My owns it all mm-hmm. did you guys try weighing the what if we went our own route or this just makes the most sense what did that what did that conversation sound like so yeah so he 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 approached chris and um he actually played uh flag football with chris and i would always okay. go to chris's games so I'd always go out and, you know, his name is Joseph and he's like, Hey, Christine, how are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm doing good. You know, just always, you know, you know, saying hi to him, whatnot. Um, and so, uh, one day we needed to print something out and, um, Joseph also owns a, uh, copy center, like a printer copy center that's mm. next to the first lash bar. Okay. And so Chris was like, Oh, I have, you know, Joseph, he, he, um, he has a print print shop. We can go print something. Out. I'm like, okay. So we go print it out. And, you know, Joseph's there and he's like, hey, do you guys want a tour of Lash Bar? And I'm like, oh, okay, we have time, you know. So we go take a tour and you could just see, I remember him like, oh, this is this and here's this. And, oh, it's nice that we have this. And we offer, Christine, do you get lashes? I'm like, yeah, I've had lashes done before. And you could just see he, at the end of the little tour, he's like, so have you ever thought about, you know, having your own? It was totally a sales pitch. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's so amazing. He's so awesome and very grateful for that. But I could totally see that it was, it was sales pitch. And he was like, you know, uh, have you thought about this? And that's always stuck in my mind. So I would say about three to four months that was happening. So they, they asked us out to dinner and we, you know, we had dinner with them and talked about, you know, the what, you know, what could we do? Like what would work? What wouldn't work? Just opening up the conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, it took a, it took a couple months for me to even picture me leaving, right? Because I was so comfortable in where I was at Gilaru, mm. and that was my family. I mean, think about it. Mm. I started there when I was nineteen, mm. and this didn't happen until twenty eight. Yep. And so um, that's how it started, and uh, it just kind of grew from there. And I think um, before we got married, I was. I was set. I was ready. I was, uh, we got married October, 2018. And, uh, I would say before that, um, I knew that at the end of 2018, I was going to leave you So I knew that was coming. Um, so it, it took a while for me to even have this idea of opening up my own place. Um, but you know, it was really hard, but I, I did it. Um, so then January, December comes along and January 17th was my last day of Uluru. And then we took over February, 2019. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you use the word educator in, mm-hmm. in your 10 to 11 year run at Gila root. Mm-hmm. Now that you are the owner of this location, mm-hmm. How has that come full circle for you when it comes to running a business? Do you find that you're just trying to empower people to take it into their own hands? How's mm-hmm. that experience been like for you? Um, so for me, it's funny because I feel like I was an educator and I was a top of the company, you know, regular, right? And mind you, I am not a experienced eyelash extension artist. Okay, so you know, I ended my, my long 11 years with Gila Root as an, you know, I was an educator, as a master stylist on the top. And then now I were really good in your craft, really good in my craft. Yes. And then, uh, you know, I come into this spot and I'm a junior stylist and my timing is horrible compared to the girls that I walked in here with and I needed help. And 
I needed to so know. So the roles what, reversed. The roles were so reversed. And it must it, have it, been humbling. It must have been humbling. It's very humbling. And yeah. um, the thing is, is like I embraced it because I was excited. My passion, like until this day, I'm still like, you know, picking brains and, you know, trying to ask them what's, what's their best tricks and tips. Mm. And it, it turned around, you know, I, I took a, a course, um, a lash course, and I was a student and I was learning. Um, and so, I mean, I'm still learning, but I, I'm a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> I'm a senior stylist now, actually, you guys, wow. it was Congrats. junior, senior, and master. <laughs> so I'm a senior stylist. I'm working my way. Congrats. Um, thank you. And so it, it's, you know, I feel like for me, I had no problem with, you know, swallowing that pill and just sitting and learning from people that are really good at what they do. I didn't have a problem with that. I don't have an, I don't have an ego tip. Like I, and I, I'm trying to say that very humbly because I, I, sure. really, I, I really, I really don't like I, right. um, I just believe that like, if I'm learning from something from someone, then I'm, I'm learning as a whole and I'm getting that free education from just learning or watching. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I'm still learning. Um, and so yeah, roles were definitely reversed. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So sounds like the first year essentially went well and then mm -hmm. COVID hits. Yep. If I'm assuming correctly, you guys had to shut down for a little bit as did everyone yep. else. Yep. And thankfully have recently, I think as of June 19, I saw Correct. that yep. opened your doors. Yep. So what's changed Yes. How has traffic been? Right. I'm sure it's been a struggle for everyone. So you're mm -hmm. not you're not alone as you share this with us. Mm -hmm. But I am curious to see how it's been different mm -hmm. or the same for you. Yeah. So when this all started, I would want I want to say it was March when um, things were starting to shut down. And um, you know, of course, with me, I I I don't follow the news a lot. I I, I should probably be better at that. But I wasn't following how um, how intense. COVID-19 was, right? So when we first heard about it, you know, automatically all of us agreed we need to all start wearing masks and we not we need to start taking precautions, this and that. Now we had to close down. So we closed, I would say, the around the end of March. Okay. Um and so during this closure, I I was nervous. I was very nervous because we're we're still a very fairly young, new business. Yeah. Young, very and young very business. young yes, and, and you know. And so we had no idea what was going to happen. Um, but I did, you know, still encourage our girls to keep practicing because when you have a certain skill and you don't use it for mm. three weeks, four weeks, two months, you start to get a little rusty. rusty. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I still encourage the girls that, you know, just keep practicing here and there. Um, and so we were closed and um, I would make sure that we have, uh, Zoom calls with the girls. I still wanted, I mean, the main thing about me opening up this business really was to build a place and a space for these girls and our staff to really have a career. That was, yes. that's really my thing. So no matter what is going to happen to the business or what's going on, my first um, priority are these girls. These are my girls, you know. So um, I still maintained, you know, uh, meetings with them, trying to encourage them that, you know, we're going to do everything we can to, um, you know, reopen when we can and, you know, stay safe. I really just wanted to make sure the girls uh, were really comfortable right. um, with when they did come back. Yeah. Uh, so during this time of closure, uh, we would have ideas of, you know, I would talk to have uh, meetings with the owners and the Lash Bar team of what can we do. So at this time, you know, I think a lot of us were, were like, okay, well, one, let's just keep practicing. And two is, um, is just staying educated on what's going on. Because when we have questions of how come you guys are closed and how come you guys, you know, wear a mask, this and that is like, we have to be able to answer them. I mean, I knew we were going to reopen. It was just a matter of time. So that I wasn't nervous about that. Great. Um, but it was hard for me because when people don't get lashes done or people don't get their hair done, they kind of are like, okay, I'm okay with this. And lashes are a luxury thing. It's not a necessity. It's not like groceries or gasoline. Correct. So people, you know, if they, it's a luxury item, it's not like they have to get lashes done. Does it, does, you know? So, um, upon reopening, I think before that we were just making sure that when we did reopen, we had the necessary precautions and the protocols we're, we're preparing. Um, our family, our, our team was really preparing. 
we actually came out with a Lash Bar app. So we wow, have an app. Huge. It's seamless. It's amazing. Um, credits to Joseph and you know their team, corporate, of putting this together. Um, and it's used for yep, booking app appointments. Yep, it's used for booking appointments. We have a um, an auto pay and we have an auto check in. So uh, when you're three, when you're about a couple miles within the vicinity of Lash Bar, it actually alerts us on our software that you're checked in. And then wow. we open the we open the door. Um, you have to stay outside. We unlock the door. You wow. come in, um, and then we have this auto pay where it's so cool. You set up the whole auto pay before you come to your appointment. Mm. And when you're leaving, we just click a button, and everything tip like everything just goes through. So they're just wow. like, okay, bye. So they're not staying in the front. Okay, so the app was actually created with COVID in mind. Yes and no, because I do believe that he's been working on this for a while. So now. he just kind of made some adjustments to it. That's yep. so awesome. It's so cool. That, that's that's such yeah. a a sign of how he's trying to stay ahead of the game and and, and be innovative. Yes. Yeah. So it's only been about, what day is it today? 26th? Yep. 25th. So it's been like six days since you've reopened? Yeah. yeah. How, how, how have the past six days been? Uh, I, honestly, it's, um, so I do want to say we did um, have a soft opening, so I would say five to six days prior. Because okay. for me, I, I opened, I, uh, I wanted the girls to come back so then we can reestablish our, our place our environment, get back in the vibe, get back in the groove of like coming to work and like, you know, cause I, I can't, you can't expect someone to be like, Hey, we're open. Let's go jump into it. So I, I had the doors, uh, I, well, doors were still closed. We were still closed, but we were accepting some members, memberships. So we have, uh, memberships, uh, members that are in our company that, um, pay uh, monthly. And so they come in and they get their lashes done twice a month. Okay. Um, so we, I wanted to honor those girls that those clients that were waiting. So I did have some of the girls, um, come in and start practicing protocols. Uh, we extended all of the appointment times we had to move, uh, you know, six feet. So, I mean, you can't be six feet, honestly, when you're doing lashes, no. but we can be six feet when we're, you know, being apart and, and actually working on them. Correct. So we had to adjust two people downstairs. We had to adjust everything, the whole layout of everything. Um, and so, so I had the girls come in and so we reopened officially on the 19th. Um, ever since then we have been really busy, it's really busy. Time. That's a good thing. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, overwhelming though, a little overwhelming. It's, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it kind of, I have been, um, talking to like my fellow, like, um, hairstylists and other lash artists and I'm like, is it just like a quick like, okay, here we go. And then it's going to die out or what? And so people are like, no, I mean, we're doing really well. So I feel like right now we're doing so well because I do think that people want to get back to pampering themselves and just taking care of themselves. So yep. Like, um, and so I do say that when you're wearing a mask, what is showing like your eyes, your eyes. right? So your eyes, so your eyelashes, your brows. Um, so very grateful that we are, we have been doing really well. Um, the past week. I'm really happy to hear that. Thank you. And, and back to the so eyes much. thing, yeah. back to the eyes thing. It's true. Cause I, I've been mentioning to like friends and family when, when you're looking at people and, and dealing with folks now, now there's yep. a true appreciation for eyes. Cause yep. so much of the face is covered. Totally. Totally. Yeah. We have people, we have girls coming in and they even say like, Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm investing in my eyelashes and I'm not buying any more lip gloss or lipsticks or any makeup, you know, because I feel like now this is the new norm, right? It's We're covered. all to wear, we're all covered. Mm. Um, so yeah, we've been doing really well so far. So it sounds like you're surviving and have we're, survived we're, the, the impact of what happened. That's, that's we awesome. are definitely surviving, but I also think it's because we are also sacrificing, uh, a lot on our end too. We have to close off how many people we're taking a day. Um, we have to buy extra sanitary, sanitary disinfectants and mm, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's a cost, but I do believe that clients want the best experience and deserve the best experience, whether that be, you know, them being comfortable. And then the priority is if, how, if they're safe, if we're keeping them safe. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to want to change gears here in yeah. a second. Um, but so far it's an amazing story. What would you say to people who are in the services industry that do hair, the barbers, mm -hmm. 
uh, the makeup artists who are like, screw this. This sucks. I hate how it's changed. I hate mm-hmm. the new protocols. What's mm-hmm. what's something that you could offer to people that are having trouble adjusting to the new norm? Mm-hmm. Well, first, I would probably question how how passionate are you for mm-hmm. this? Right. Is like if you are one to give up so quick on something because a quick change um, of how you go about it, then you have to question your passion. If that's even the avenue for you, if, if it's not, if you know, if you're not passionate about this, it's going to speak volumes. And that's exactly it is that if one little, you know, one, one, not little, but one thing that throws you off board, right. how are you going to, how are you going to, you know, go back onto that? How are you right. going to, you know, react to that? Right. Um, so I would first question their passion and ask, are you is this what you love to do and if not then maybe you're on the right track of but figuring out something that you love to do um but i do think that anyone in the service industry you signed up to be a service provider you signed up to servicing someone Mm. and if you're not doing it right and if your intentions aren't there and if your intentions are just to make money and if your intentions aren't you know, primarily to make people feel good and look good, yep. then there's another, there's another spot that someone else can fill. So it, true. And, and, and the thing is, is like, sometimes that it, it, it frustrates me and my husband gets mad because sometimes when we go to restaurants and our, we, you know, our waiter's bad or our service, you know, isn't, isn't up to par. I, I do get mad because I'm like, I have been served injury for 11 years right. and I, the moment my client walks through that door, I am theirs because that is what they're paying for. And that's what they deserve. Right. And so when someone like doesn't treat us right, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I feel like I want to complain. And my husband's like, why would you do that? I'm like, I'm actually helping them. I'm right. going to tell them and let them know because they are a reflection of the company. Yes, they and are. And so, um, yeah, I would, I would, I would say that. Um, and you know, it, this, this, uh, this field is not for everyone. You know, it's very physically draining, but also very emotionally draining because you're taking those stories with you at home and you're thinking about it. And it's like, what should I do? And, you know, and on top of that, you have to be trained in your craft. Yep. Um, yeah. I like that you use the word passion because Mm -hmm. one of the couple of items on my list is your mindset your vision, this might make you dial back to your younger days. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, how has your mindset evolved to bring you to this point in your life and execute and continue to thrive? You know, what are some things that have gone into your mindset? What are some, maybe some things you adopt from others that mm-hmm. kind of comp- uh, make your entire mindset up? Right. Um, I think just my experience with what I have gone through. I think um, from from starting off at a young age, you know, I've been working full time since I was 18 mm. and also juggling school. So my mindset on uh, on working has always been 100. Like it's always been like, it's always been up there. Right. And, and that's kind of, where I'm at is that if I'm not doing, if not, if I'm not giving a hundred percent in what I'm doing, then I shouldn't be doing it at all. Because it, wh- what is that? If you're doing the bare minimum, you know, is that, a, that's not a reflection who, of who I am. Right. Um, and I think this started off ever since I was younger. I, I'm not sure where I know that my creativeness came from my parents because both my parents are very artistic. My dad paints, my mom can paint and draw. Um, so I know that my creative artistic side came from them. Um, but I think my push to just keep going and thriving, um, just came from, you know, I, I, I think I fed off my sister, Alyssa. Wow. Because this, I, and I, now I think about it is that it drew back from being compared to, Mm. compared to someone because we're twin, I'm a twin. Right. So and, and not that it was ever a competitive nature, but I do think that she, she is such a visionary. She's always like a go-getter that I always wanted to meet up there and be up there with her. And it sounds like too, in a, a twin situation. And for folks mm-hmm. that don't know, oh, yeah. Christine has <laughs> a, a fraternal twin. I do. And 
I, I feel like there there's some desire to want to separate yourself in yes. terms of like stand out on your own or be known for your own thing. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yep. Okay. So you mentioned family or your parents, at least yep. um, as, as you went down your path of mindset. So, mm-hmm. and you talked about at one point you told your parents, Hey, I'm dropping out of college. I'm going to pursue this. So I, I want to go back to it now when it comes yeah. to family and parents, mm-hmm. how have they been supportive? How have you been met with resistance? How has mm-hmm. the conversation and relationship changed yes. as, as they've seen you um, progress and mature into right. where you're at today? Right. Um, you know, so like I said earlier, I told, I told my parents I was going to drop out of San Diego State and go to UD school. That was definitely not what they, they wanted to hear. Um, but I do remember my mom telling me that uh, after a while, she's like, you know, just do it. Like I re- she told me that she remembers she wanted to, to pursue, uh, I'm not sure if it was dancing or um, something in the professional like art, art world. Mm. where her father, my grandfather did not accept that. And she had to abide by that. So she did it. And so she did tell me that she has regret on not following what her passion is and her calling at the moment. And so I do remember her telling me, you know, to, you know, finally telling me, you know, go for it and we'll, we'll, we'll be here for you. And eventually my, yeah, my dad came around and he was like, okay, go to beauty school. Um, you know, I think for him, honestly, it was just like a quick, like fun little phase phase to go through. Like, okay, go ahead and do that. And he w- he just told me, just make sure you go back and finish college. Um, that was my plan. Uh, so I, they came around. They're very supportive. And eventually when I started doing hair at Gilaru, super supportive. Um, my parents have just kind of rode along and just kind of been like, okay, just kind of watched me kind of do whatever I wanted to do. And was very supportive. Um, but I think when I finally jumped to start my own thing, they were so excited. Um, and my parents are just, they're just very, very supportive. They, my dad likes to give me, you know, some little tips and tricks of like, my dad's also serves, you know, he likes to talk to people too. He's great. So he, I've learned a lot from him and how he deals with people is so seamless and his communication skills is so seamless. So I do learn a lot from him and I learn the compassionate side of for my mom. Um, my mom is a very gentle, soft, loving, caring person. Um, so I learned that side and then I learned the side from my business from my dad. I, and I feel like that's a dangerous combo in a good way. Correct. Because, because mm-hmm. you, you can show the compassion outwardly to the public that you're serving mm-hmm. and work with and behind the scenes, yeah. then you can turn on that business savvy and, and, and keep mm-hmm. things going. I think that's right. amazing. So while yeah. we're here on the topic of family and parents, I, I wanted to slightly sort of over to role models, mm-hmm. sources of inspiration? I mean, are there folks that you just follow, listen to, read about? Who who, who do you identify as role models and, and sources of inspiration in your life? Um, as far as inspiration, I think, uh, I think my twin sister has, has done a lot, Alyssa has. And she's probably like, what? If she hears this, uh, but she is such a driven person and she's not totally out there with it. I mean, you know, so she's, she's so driven. She works really hard. Um, and I, and I'm admired by that, that, you know, I, I like to push myself. We actually push each other. So anything, any ideas that we get, we always push each other. Um, anything else, I mean, inspiration, I would say my husband and that's so probably cliche, but you know, he has given me that space to be who I am and to grow. And because of that, I want to be the best that I can be, not just for myself, but for my family um, and for it. Bradley. Uh, I think that's my biggest inspiration. I know people say family, but it truly is. Once you have a family and you have someone uh, that's looking up to you, I think that that's my biggest push is, right. is, is, is just that. Um, as far as other things, you know, I... I'm like that Instagram person. So I do look at, you know, people like, what are they doing? Can I do that? I feel like I'm going to do that, you know? And so I think it's a healthy competitive nature of me that, you know, when I see certain things, it's like, can I do that? Like, maybe I could do that, but how can I do that better? Um, I think the founders of Lash Bar, I I look up to them. They're always on the grind in making our brand uh, better. And um, so, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't spend much time with your family, but one thing I can say is I really envied 
how close you guys are mm -hmm. and you can really feel the bond when mm -hmm. when people hang around your family and it's good to see that it's stood the test of time not that i expected totally. it to change over yeah. the years but just yeah. to see that it's still just as pure as i remember it yeah um let's switch over to yeah. vision so mm -hmm. you've had your ups and downs yep. you, you've experienced burnout we're all experiencing COVID at the same time what's your vision when you think about your vision of the past yep when you think about your vision of current and when you think of your vision of future not so much in a 5, 10, 15 year plan, but just how do you see that vision now when you think about all three of those things, past, present, and future? My vision of that, I feel like it's, it's so, it, you know, when you, when I get at, when I feel like I get asked that I, my mind is so jumbled because for someone that is always like, I like, like one minute I have this vision of this and then I can switch it's hard for me to pinpoint the right direction because I'm such like, a, I could do that, but then I could also do that. And then what if I right. did this? So my vision in the future, for sure, I want to be growing Lash Bar. Um, I, love, I love this Lash Bar family. I think we have the best intentions and we are the newest, hottest uh, company, Lash company out there, just saying. Um, we're always, um, trying to uh, go after the, the next big thing. Um, and I think that business-wise, I believe that I will be here um, helping the brand. If one location, two location, um, going into education, being another educator, um, challenging myself, I think I will still be here on the grind and I will still be chasing after, you know, challenging, you know, obstacles. Um, so that, I think that's for me in the next couple of years, as far as business wise, is I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm going to be growing for sure. <laughs> and I'm excited to see it because like we were talking about earlier, uh, Lash Bar for your location is still, in my opinion, in its infancy stages because it's mm -hmm. just so yes, fresh. It, so I think there's really so much potential for growth there and I'm excited to see it. Thank you. Um, there, there was a question that came from Instagram. I, I kind of tweaked it. Okay. And shout out to you to the person that asked this question. Okay. How, and, and you kind of touched up on it when you okay. mentioned social media, how are you currently separating yourself or how is Lash Bar separating themselves in an ever-growing industry? So one of the main things why I even signed up for Lash Bar or even wanted to be a part of this company and business is because if you know the founders of Lash Bar, if you know them, they are one of the most humbling people that I've ever met. Um, the most hungry. Um, and so when I, when having conversations with them, I knew that this was going to be big. I knew that their vision was far beyond and their passion was even deeper. And so, um, you know, for us to, you know, be set from the rest, I do believe that uh, education is key. So once we keep educating ourselves and bettering our technique and educating our stylists and making that the forefront is that that will speak volumes for clients' um, experience here. If, they're, if we continue educating and training our stylists and putting them a top priority of investing, our company. Investing and, in your people. Correct. Correct. That is definitely it. If we can keep investing that and making sure that that is our um, priority, like, yeah, clients are a priority, but I believe that our family here is priority first because when they are happy and when they are satisfied with how we run things, that will speak volumes to their work. They'll speak volumes to how they treat our guests. Um, so I think that because we do that and we do that so well right now, I think that's why we're really flourishing is that people can have a career in this. And it's hard when people think of like, oh, for lashing, like that's just like a fun little hobby. But if you can really be successful, if you can be really trained and really knowledgeable, um, then I believe that this can definitely be a career for people. And that's why I feel like we can really grow is that uh, our motto is, is to really put our family first and excel in that. And it. then everything else will fall into place. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Last question because okay. we are approaching the end of our hour. Oh, wow. That went by so fast. It did because we had a good conversation. Yeah, that was so fun. Right. <laughs> so this is less about the business 
mm-hmm. and about technical skills. Yeah. But you used a word that resonates with me right now because there's so much uncertainty right now yeah. with what's going on. And right. I don't want to dive into the details of that and, and make this so depressing, but you used the word therapist. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious in all your years of experience through Gila, Gila Root mm-hmm. to Lash Bar to getting married mm-hmm. uh, to burnout. I feel like therapist is a person that connects with someone. And yeah. when it comes to connection with people and mm-hmm. having sympathy for people and understanding yes. and yes. and compassion, I think you know yes. where I'm going with this. Yes. What has what has life and those experiences taught you when it comes from having to take on that therapist mindset sometimes? Um, for me, um, I've learned that, and this is probably very fitting for what we are currently going through, um, is that everyone is different in their uh, own ways, um, whether it be race, religion, ethnicity, um, sexual orientation, whatever it may be. I have come across so many different people, heard so many different stories and experiences. We all have to understand that we are all going to be different. We're all, everyone has different DNA. Every single person does. And so what I have learned is that to be gentle and kind to everyone because you don't, and it's so, you know, people say this, you don't know where they're coming from. You don't, you don't know what stories they have and what hardships they've gone through. But what you do know and what you can educate yourself is that through all, you know, differences, we are all human and we should all be treated just that is every single person should be treated fairly and humanly. Um, And so I think that that for me is that because I come around so many different people and I'm faced with so many different, you know, situations and challenges and she's running late and she doesn't want to come in. It's like first take a step back and, and realize that, you know, this person's human and um, to be gentle with your words, to be gentle and kind to others. Um, and I feel like when you put that out there, um, the law of attraction, right, is that if you put that out there, it's going to come right back to you tenfold. Um, so remain intentional. Um, be true to who you are, right? Is that if you have something inside of you or like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel right or I want to do this, follow that. Follow that word because it's speaking to you. and You just never know what your potential can be if you don't take that step. Um, so I encourage people, if you have that, it, that itch in you where you're, you're moved or you have that spark, follow that because not everyone can 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 feel that um i'm such an emotional person and so i i feel like when i do get that way i'm so strong about that and i love that you invited me on here because i i would love to share more um and encourage people because for me i mean i i'm not a college graduate i didn't i didn't i didn't graduate my sisters did and i'm so proud of them but i think even more so i like to tell people that you know, I encourage people to go to school, don't get me wrong, but I do encourage people that don't have that degree that that doesn't mean anything like that. There's, there's no limit for you. Um, is that to even push yourself harder to prove to people that you can do it. Um, just, you have to set your mind to it and believe in yourself. I love it. (laughs) I don't have much to add to that except, (laughs) except for it guys and gals. If that voice in your head, (laughs) in your heart, if it's speaking to you, it's yeah. absolutely 1000% right. It's just yeah. going to require that you do something very scary yes. and very foreign. And mm-hmm. it's going to require some serious hard work and focus. Those mm-hmm. are the things that make you want to run in the other direction or stay where you're at. Right. But as Christine said, it's so, mm-hmm. so eloquently. Don't, yeah. don't ignore that voice inside of you yeah. if it starts speaking up. And for you, Alvin, you're doing this podcast. I'm so proud of you. This is Thanks. so cool. You're, you're honestly creating a space for people to share their, their word and their truth. And I think that that's awesome. Like, honestly, for me, this is, this was therapy for me is that to take a moment for myself and just to realize how much I have gone through sometimes when you have to get pushed into that direction. But I, I, I am very grateful that you have given me this space to share. Um, it has felt so good for, for me to, to relive my days and to Same. be blessed and to realize how blessed I am. And to, to realize, um, you know, as much as challenges that I've gone through, you know, I'm still going, I'm still growing. 
Um, so thank you so much. It's it's been my pleasure. I, I honestly think this this one's going to really resonate with a lot of a lot of people out there. Especially, yeah. I hope it taps into the female audience. Right. I hope Where so. can or how can people find you if yes. they if they want to? Yes. So I am on Instagram. Um, I uh, so we Lash Bar Downtown SD, or you can follow me at Beauty by Christine, um, and that's my my artwork and all my my creativeness on that page. Um, but you can I'll find put that. Me. I'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm downtown. I'm always here. Um, so you can find us here, uh, Lash Bar downtown. You can visit any of the Lash Bars. They are all awesome and amazing. Um, again, thank you so much, Alvin. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, it I look forward to doing one of these again. That would be so much fun. You know, and I will pick your brain yeah. about uh, the, biz, the the franchise owners. They yeah. They have... They've piqued my interest, and especially yeah. your husband too. He's piqued my yeah. interest as well. So yeah. we're gonna have to. We'll for connect sure. again soon. We'll this connect one, again soon for sure. Yeah. Thanks again. All right. You're welcome. Take care. I'll see you Take soon. Take care. Okay? I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye. That is a wrap for episode seven. If you want to take a look into Christine's life of lashes and beauty, check out the show notes where I list the link to her website and the link to her Instagram. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen, especially if you made it to this point. And again, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify. We'll see you in the next episode, Fresh Fam.